Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Welcome back another show. So this episode, I want to share six tips on what to do when your message isn't working and you still feel like the world's best kept secret. Now, this is for you if you've got experience, you've got qualifications, you have invested in your professional development, in your personal development, and you're doing all of the things, yet you're nowhere near where you want to be or where you think you should be with your level of experience and how you can help your ideal client. So if that sounds like you, I've got some key tips that I did because I resonate with that too. And so there were things that I did that helped me shape my message. Uh, Some of the things that you'll hear in one of the tips is I accidentally shaped the message and it worked, things worked. So I'm hoping that by sharing these tips, you can fast track where you take your message so it does stand out from the crowd. It does speak directly to your dream client. So you can build your visibility, you can position yourself as an influential trusted authority far quicker so you can start to generate high quality leads and ultimately enroll dream clients with ease. Now, when I first started my career coaching practice, that was the first business that I started, the idea of helping people find a career that they loved, well, that was really exciting. What was less exciting, and I soon learned this, was everything leading up to getting a client. This involved marketing my business and this is even more complicated today for coaches because of the plethora of ways to market your business. And of course now there are many more coaches that are in probably your industry as well that you have to compete with right through to having sales conversations. Oh, I didn't like having sales conversations for many, many years right through to being able to respond professionally to what I would often think this is a cringeworthy question that I was asked. So how much do you charge? Thankfully, this was over two decades ago, as I said, and I've learned so much from mentors and things that I've just seen and observed and I've learned over the years, which I've continued to apply within my podcasting and business coaching practice. However, what has remained the same over all these years is that there are many other coaches, and this may include you, that still seem to be struggling with the same issues 
I did all those years ago. And I'll ask you, are these things that you're struggling with too? Because if they are, this show is a must listen. The first one is, are you struggling with how to market your coaching business? What's the right way for you? Are you struggling with how to generate quality leads? And are you struggling with how to get more clients? Those typically are the most challenging things that coaches today still face. If you have a look at Google and you type in what common challenges a coach is faced with, either of these three will continue to come up, as well as a few others, of course. But when you have a look amongst the articles, these three certainly are right up the top. And these are the three things that I struggled with as well. Now, when I think back to my career coaching practice, one of the pivotal turning points, and by the way, the things that I learned and I applied in my career coaching practice, I continue to use in my business coaching business. And I continue to use these, teach these and share these when working with clients on their brand, their message and podcast strategy. And one of the pivotal points, was or the pivotal point was is to make sure that you have a unique and uncopyable message that positions you as an influential trusted authority because when you do for your dream client you become the choice versus just a choice when they're ready to move forward and one of the Greatest challenges that I find when it comes to you know, kind of clarifying that, that coaches experience is to create that unique and uncopyable message so that they can generate quality leads, enroll more clients. And when we boil it down to why they struggle to get to that stage, it's because they say, well, I don't even know where to start. What do I do to help me get the information that I need, that when I weave that into my message, it does stand out, it does capture the attention of my ideal client. Well, this is exactly what I'm going to share in today's episode, the key steps that I took when it came to clarifying my unique and uncopyable message so that you can begin to craft your own. Now, these steps may take a little bit of time to complete. When you get your journal out, you start doing the research and you start doing the work, but it's well worth the effort because it's something that will become the foundation of your message. And by the way, it's probably something that you want to do from time to time so that you are aware of the information that you weave into your message continues to be relevant. For instance, three years ago, we around the world had a pretty significant event, event didn't we, where Many, many people around the world were impacted, particularly your ideal client. So something that I started to say to my clients and ideal clients was, if your marketing message is still the same as it was a number of years ago, then your message needs to change. It's not relevant because your ideal client is probably struggling with many you know, unique challenges because of the circumstances in their life or in their business and your message needs to tap into that. Your message needs to, um, you know, speak into that so that it is relevant. Sure, the way in which you can support your clients may still be the same, but how you capture their attention, how you build rapport, how you nurture them along the customer journey, that needs to change. Your message needs to reflect their challenges and what they're struggling with uh, to bring relevance 
to that and to build rapport. So very important. And once you have that, you'll continue to be able to just tap in and see what the market is doing so that you can continue to have your unique and uncopyable message to become the choice versus just a choice when your dream client's ready to move forward. All right, let's dive in. So the first section, you, and what do I mean by you? Well, we want to consider some unique and uncopyable things when it comes to you and your experience. And the first is this, let the challenges you've overcome lead the way. Let the challenges you've overcome lead the way. How often do we neglect our own strengths and our talents? because we don't truly recognize the real value they offer. Now, after thousands of conversations with podcast guests, working with hundreds and hundreds of clients in the career industry, and as many work when I hear and and have worked with coaches, they neglect, they don't see the incredible value in their strengths, in their gifts, and in their talents. And I'm convinced that it's because we don't often value what comes easy to us because our innate gifts, talents and strengths are innate. They come to us so easily we think, oh, that's nothing. And have you ever been complimented by someone and someone has said, oh, you're so good at one of the things that I used to be complimented, you're so organised. You have everything in place and everything's so organised. It's, oh, that's nothing. You know, you kind of fob it off because you think, it is really nothing. Anyone can do it. But you know what? No, not everyone is organized. Let's look at some other strengths. Perhaps you've got fantastic problem-solving ability or you've got great follow-through ability. So for someone who hasn't got the follow-through ability, that would be me, uh, I look at people who are able to stick with something over and over again and see it through, see it through, see it through. To me, that is a real strength, but I don't necessarily have that. I've got strengths in other areas. And so we can often admire in other people what we see is not something that we are able to do. And so I want to just remind you that there are Things that you do innately that you don't really even have to think about, it just clicks into place for you. For some of you, it may be jumping into actions with a, with a problem. It may be learning something really quickly. Technology, you might be really gifted in being able to learn and apply technology with ease or whatever it is. And sometimes identifying those unique strengths and talents and gifts is hard to do. To us, they're hidden. To everyone else... They can see it. They can see uh, where you are really gifted. So how do you determine your strengths and talents other than asking people that uh, you know and trust? Hey, what would you say some of my strengths and talents are? I want you to do an audit of the challenges that you've overcome, including these three questions. Do some journaling. Number one, what was the problem you faced? Number two, what were the steps that you took to handle the problem? And number three, what was the outcome? Now, the reason that you want to do this personal audit of the challenges that you've overcome is because when you take a step back and you look at the number of challenges overcome, you often see a clear theme of different strengths, of strengths, specific strengths that you use, talents that you use, that you kind of really used innately. So when I have done that on my myself, because all of the things that I'm sharing with you, I have done, and it's helped me to create this unique and uncopyable message. 
there were some insights that I learned about myself. And this information is now something that I continue to leverage in my business as a strength and what makes me unique, uncopyable and invaluable to my ideal clients. So I learned that I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I love learning. I love starting new projects. love finding solutions to issues in an innovative way or trying out new things. I hate the same old, same old. The word tradition, don't really like it because it's like if there's a better way, a new way, an innovative way, I love to try that out. And I love bright, shiny objects. All of that fuels my creative In fact, one of the bright, shiny objects was 15 years ago. It was a podcast. No one knew what a podcast was for years. Uh, We didn't even call it a podcast back then. But here was I doing something with this new technology that many of my colleagues um, in the industry would often say, what on earth are you doing? No one hardly listens to a podcast, yet I loved that medium. 15 years on, the podcasting industry is set to be, you know, billion dollar industry uh, in 2024. So I, I, that was probably one of the only things that I've really stuck with consistently because I just love it. Now, the downside to the things that I shared earlier about loving learning, loving starting new projects, finding solutions um, and innovative ways to overcome problems, trying new things, bright, shiny objects is that I struggle to focus on just one thing. Or when things are moving slowly for any period of time, I get bored easily. I'm an explorer in my brand archetype. We love exploring. We love paving our own way. You know, I'll often say um, to my clients and even my community, you've probably heard me say this before, if I'd have only learnt this and given myself this, these, you know, 10 different steps, I'm I'm sure I would be even farther ahead than I am today. And then I think to myself, well, who am I kidding? I would have just carved out my own path anyway. Um, bit stubborn like that. But as, as explorers, we love trying new things. But what I do realise is I needed to have that focal point. And you would have heard me share on a podcast a couple of episodes ago, I needed to really um, clarify my vision and mission and that's my north star where I'm heading that gives me the creative license to do different things try different things you know trial and error and all of that but I'm still heading in that one direction that has kept me focused so I'm not you know in, in all different directions and not building the momentum that I need so prior to clarifying my vision and my mission When it came to growing my coaching business, trying to build the momentum I needed in the one direction and becoming known as an influential trusted authority in my industry, it was difficult because I was all over the place and my colleagues would often say, what are you doing this month, Anne-Marie? Or what's happening? What are you learning? What do we need to know? So that's been one of the major problems that I've had to face. So, you know, a question that I was asked, well, how do I put all of that diverse experience, my certifications into one succinct message and how do I not box myself in that I do feel, you know, um, constrained that I have to only do this and that, you know, my message to ensure that it's clear, it was concise and it didn't confuse my audience or my prospective customers. So how did I address this issue? Well, guess what? Firstly, I didn't try and change 
anything, which so many business coaches um, encourage you to do, is to try and change the way in which you are made. It is not in my DNA. These are not my strengths in follow through. Those are other people's strengths. Why I hire VAs and, and a tech VA to be able to support me in that follow through because I know that if I get stuck in the follow-through tasks, it's going to stifle my creativity. So what I didn't do was I didn't try to change anything, nor did I look at the things of loving starting new projects, loving learning, finding innovative solutions. I didn't look at them as weaknesses, but I did recognize them as strengths and I used this to my advantage because now I'm able to help my clients, no matter what issues that they're struggling with, be able to recognize for them because I realized my clients were just like me, many of them, because they're struggling with the same thing too. And because I've been able to overcome that by recognizing the key areas on, you know, an explorer, that's an explorer as an area where we help people to understand the truth around, you know, what makes them unique? How can I put this together in, in a way that really stands out for my ideal client? How can I build a business around that? within my coaching um, business. So the result in my career coaching business was that I was ahead of the industry in terms of using technology, not just a podcast, but even prior to that, using email and VoIP, voice over internet protocol, um, Skype. In fact, Skype wasn't um, developed. Then I used email and phone to coach clients. And then later on, Skype was developed and I was able to coach clients online. Because back then, many of my colleagues were only seeing clients face-to-face. In fact, an industry norm or a status quo back then was you can't coach clients via um, email. And I thought, that, that's really stupid. Why not? We've heard of pen pals and letter writing. Why can't we help clients that way? So I ended up finding a mentor overseas who was teaching that. She had a certification in that. And I thought, well, I'm going to learn from someone who's doing it because I want to learn how to do that too. And then the rest is history, of course. And because of that, because I didn't limit myself to industry standards or, or, or the status quo, I was able to work with clients globally. Now, the other wonderful outcome, as I mentioned earlier, from recognising the key areas that were, you know, like loving learning, multi-passionate, not being able to focus just on the one thing, but love doing all of the things, I recognised that this was something that many of my dream clients were struggling with too. So all of the steps that I've taken These are key areas that I also support my clients with as well. So over to you. Here's an action step for you. Journal each of the three questions. The three questions are, because you want to journal the challenges that you've overcome. What was the problem you faced? What steps did you take to handle that problem? And what was the outcome? Then I want you to take a step back once you've identified those, and notice the similar strengths that you used across a number of those challenges. When you look at the outcomes, what were they? And then how can you leverage this to support clients? Start journaling that and be curious. The second tip is this, what were your accidental successes? We all have them. We all have them. Don't say, I don't have any accidental successes I bet you you do hidden away they're waiting to be recognized and woven into your unique and uncopyable story and message so that you can 
continue to help clients in that way. Now, mine was, and you may have heard me share this before, starting Women in Leadership podcast. And I started Women in Leadership podcast after my worst business failure ever. I felt defeated. I was unable to create. Looking back, I can now see that I was burned out. But I knew that I needed to do something to move forward. So one of the things that I did was to start the podcast as a way to surround myself with women, other wonderful women who had overcome failure so that I could tap into their wisdom and insights and learn from what they did to be able to overcome those challenges. And little did they know at the time that that's why I started my podcast. But an interesting thing happened. Three episodes in, I accidentally generated two four-figure clients. Now, this was from a podcast I started as a way to get over my grief and loss. And then I thought years later, if I could backtrack the steps that these two businesswomen took to go from not knowing me at all, doing a Google search, coming across my website, listening to the three episodes, and then going from, I want to hire Anne-Marie, ring me, and then ask me, what's the best package to support me? What would be possible if I could monitor that and track that and write down the steps they took? So a book and a program later, podcasting with purpose, the rest is history. And now I'm able to help coaches who are struggling to build their visibility, who are struggling to generate leads and clients from their podcast. I'm able to support them and teach them and help them with the steps that I took when it came to Women in Leadership podcast. I can help them with their podcast and their message as well. So over to you. Here's the action step. What were your accidental successes that addresses also a key issue that others are struggling with too? Because many of my ideal clients who do have a podcast or they want to have a podcast, want to generate, um, you know, leads and build visibility, want to make sure that they have the right strategy in place so that they can start to nurture listeners into leads from their very first episode while also position themselves as that influential trusted authority. This can be relevant for your business too when you look at those accidental successes that resonate with your dream client. Start to journal that, see what comes up for you. And thirdly, this is the last one in the section of you, is this, who and what lights you up? Now, I always say your purpose sits between what you are passionate about and what peeves you off. And I call this your inner brilliance. Now imagine two circles that are interconnected and the section that's interconnected, that is a section. So there's typically three sections. On the left is passion, on the right is peeve, and in the middle is purpose, which I call your inner brilliance. I've got a diagram, I might put that in the show notes, but hopefully you've been able to picture that in your mind's eye as I Uh, shared that diagram. Now for me, when I think of my inner brilliance, I love it when I'm able to inspire others, particularly in the area of recognizing their unique gifts and talents. This podcast is one of the ways that I've done that. By going through this, I still recall many conversations with job seekers, helping them to identify their unique gifts and talents so that they could then map that out and find a career that they absolutely loved. And similarly now with my work with you, helping you uh, build your coaching business by recognising what are the key elements that I need to weave into my unique and uncopyable, irresistible message that is going to stand out for my ideal client. 
And when I do that, it just inspires me because I love supporting people and growing and building their self-confidence, their self-belief, so they're finally able to reach their full potential. Now, that's passion. That's what I'm passionate about. Nothing peeves me off more than when people are taken advantage of or they're spoken down to by anyone who, you know, they're just trying to hold them down. That is my kryptonite and what prompts me into action. I cannot help myself but to speak out for them or help empower them so that they can speak up for themselves. So whether I have a client through, you know, self-belief and self-talk that's putting themselves down, I love to help them change that. Change the language that they're saying about themselves, help them to recognize their incredible gifts and talents and that they are awesome. Or if someone like a boss or, you know, there's someone in the industry or just anyone, trolls or anything like that, um, that is putting down my client or, or an individual for that matter, I just cannot help myself but stand up for them. Now, any reason, I started Career Success Radio 15 years ago with a colleague following the global financial crisis. The doom and gloom that mainstream media continued to bombard across every channel was just hideous. Now, we realised things back then, back in 2008, had changed, but they weren't hopeless. Sadly, the mainstream media have not changed much, have they, over the years. They're still portraying doom and gloom with a little story, you know, feel-good story. You can just see that they're following a formula that they're told. Puppets, 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 aren't they really? Unfortunately, that is a whole other story. But anyway, back then, my co-host and I jumped into action. We knew that whilst things were difficult, they were not hopeless. So we wanted to bring hope. We wanted to bring possibility and ideas to the airwaves. Because as I mentioned, we knew that things were tough, but they were not impossible. Job seekers needed to change their approach to finding employment as much as they needed ongoing encouragement, which is what we did on our show every week for two years. So my purpose back then and my purpose now when working with business coaching clients is to inspire hope and possibility. And you here listening to my voice in this podcast, and you might have listened to a number of different episodes of my podcast, I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you recognize the possibility that's possible for you, because guess what? It is. It is. So here's an action step over to you. Who and what lights you up? And who and what peeves you off? Your purpose is right there between the two. And just quickly on my who, it's someone who is, you've got ambitions, you have drive, you want to make an impact in the world. And actually through the lens of the archetypes, the brand archetypes, you're a ruler archetype where you have got plans, you've got dreams to make a much bigger impact and to influence. Who as you think about your idea client, who do I do my best work with? So for me, it's other ambitious, driven, purpose-driven uh, entrepreneurs, coaches and consultants. So think about who and what lights you up. All right, the next section, so there's two sections you we've just covered. The second is your dream client and there are three different tips 
within this section of your dream client to help you get clarity on who your dream client is, but not just clarity on who your dream client is, the clarity that will help you shape your message because you can't have a compelling message that captures the attention of your dream client if you don't know who your dream client is and what he or she is struggling with and the solution that he or she is looking for. So the first point is this, it's not rocket science. That's not the first point. This is the first point because it's not rocket science. It's ask, ask. If you're unsure what your dream client is struggling with, ask them. Now, I'll, I'll put in the show notes a picture of uh, a screenshot of the membership questions that I have people answer when they request access to my podcasting with purpose community, which is over on Facebook. And so want to know what I want to know how I know what the two most common questions coaches ask when it comes to launching a podcast? How did I get to that, that understanding? I asked them. And through asking them, I discovered the very first challenge and struggle that they have is how to get started, which was followed closely with what technology, what microphone do I need? I didn't assume anything. I asked them. So the two questions that I have, I'll read them out, but I will have a um, an image, a screenshot in the show notes. First question is this. Remember, this is relevant to the work that I do. What's been your biggest struggle in becoming an influential trusted authority? And what's your number one question about podcasting and interviewing guests? Because remember, where my area of expertise is that unique, uncopyable, distinguishable brand and message and podcast. So I've got to marry together the influential trusted authority and podcasting. So it's kind of a, um, you know, two different questions, but they all relate to one area because my ideal client most likely either has a podcast or they want to start a podcast. And that brings me to the second question. What brings you to our community? And then I've got to learn more about podcasting, write podcasting. How to go from invisible to influential trusted authority, right influential or both. That's the second question that I have. Um, and often I'll, I'll see podcasting or influential or both. And then in this image, there's a whole lot of different words and phrases. This is the information that people have written as they're answering the question uh, or questions when they request access to the community here on Facebook in our Podcasting with Purpose community. Ask them. You can ask them. If you've got a Facebook community, you might be part of a forum. Ask, ask, ask. Don't assume. All right, so that's the first tip. The second tip to clarifying the things that's going to move your ideal client to want to find out more about how you can help them, look and listen out the language they use. Now, you might be like many other coaches. You've got a long list of modalities and techniques in your toolkit that you can tap into to support your clients. And these modalities and these techniques, they can help transform your clients' lives. In fact, even when you look at your experience, the challenges that you've overcome, along with this rich toolkit of modalities, would ensure that you're the best coach to support them in achieving their goals, which is exciting, right? What's not exciting is how you speak about how you can support your dream client, especially if the message that you're sharing is focusing more on the modality and the technique. Let me give you an example. 
Now, you may be trained in NLP, and as we know, that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And one of the areas of specialty may be for you that you help middle-aged women who are struggling with insomnia. I'm going to give you an example here. So maybe what you do to build visibility as part of your marketing is you join a health and wellness online directory and you put your post under the category of NLP health and wellness coach. You might even write some articles about how powerful the modality of NLP is when it comes to insomnia, including some specific techniques, because you want to share these techniques with all of your potential clients, don't you, to show them how powerful they are. And you might even, as part of your marketing, create a few popular inspirational quote graphics because you've seen how popular they are when other coaches share them. And you share these across your social media platforms as well hoping that your ideal client's going to find them and want to find out more about how you can support them, right? There's one problem with that. Your ideal client may happen to be searching the health and wellness online directory, but guess what? She's looking for articles on how to overcome insomnia. How do I get to sleep? She's searching for that. And for wellness practitioners who may be trusted authorities in the area of insomnia, She's not searching for NLP trained practitioners. In fact, she probably has no idea what NLP is, nor does she really care. She just wants to get a good night's sleep without the use of medication. And then look at the article that you've written, the language you've used in that article. You might have explained the the techniques and you've used industry jargon. And guess what? They're confusing. And she's already overwhelmed. She's already on edge because of her lack of sleep. And your article just kind of adds to that overwhelm because she's not trained in NLP. She's got no idea. She just wants to be able to fall asleep as soon as her head hits the pillow. So maybe as the coach, you're asking yourself, how do I find out the language that she is using to describe her challenge and the solutions she's looking for? Can I give you a hint? Similar as the previous one, ask and then listen to what she has to say and be prepared to write down the key phrases and the words that she uses. Now, similarly, if you find online communities of where people, uh, your ideal client hangs out, and of course in this example I used was middle-aged women who are struggling with insomnia, Check out the comments and the conversations on these forums. They're priceless. Your goal is to find out how do they describe their challenge? What are the language they use? What are the words that they use? Including the negative impact that it's having on their lives. That's really important too. Jot that down in your journal. As well as the language that they use to describe the desired outcome and how they will finally feel once that goal has been achieved. And in the case of the example I used, when she's able to get a good night's sleep, how is that going to change her life? So important, so important. Look and listen out for the language they use. So here's an action step. Find your ideal clients and ask them if you can spend 10 or 15 minutes as 
interviewing them as part of a research project that you're working on. This is something that I recommend all my clients do, by the way, as part of identifying their lucrative niche. And I call it informational interviews. By the way, this is not a a term that I used or made up, informational interviews. It's something that uh, I used to encourage job seekers to do in my career coaching practice. That's what we um, encourage job seekers to do, informational interviews with prospective employers, industry, you know, stakeholders to find out what are employers looking for when it comes to that kind of role. What are the challenges that they're faced with? What are the solutions that they're looking for? And how can I bring that forward in my resume and obviously in my conversations that I have with them? incredible way to uncover this by doing an informational interview with your prospective customers as well you know former customers um, you can even do a call out on social media and asking people let's use the case of a person with insomnia wanted five women who are struggling with insomnia would love to spend 10 to 15 minutes just got some key questions doing some research and would value your input and you might say this is not a sales call not selling you anything because you're not you're just purely doing this for research So create two to three open-ended questions and be prepared to take lots of notes. Valuable, valuable, valuable. All right, this is the last tip in the section of your dream client. And this tip is what's their greatest motivator to yes, saying yes to themselves and investing in you and no to themselves and investing in you. So not only is it important to identify the language your dream client's using to describe the challenge and the desired outcomes that he or she wants, you'll also want to identify their greatest motivator to get them to a yes, as well as their biggest obstacle that'll prevent them from getting to a yes. And when you find out that information, you'll want to weave that in and address that into your message. Let me give you an example of of how I do that in my business. So my dream client is a specialist in her area of expertise because of her experience or his experience, the qualifications, the journeys, the challenges that uh, he or she's overcome. However, despite this vast knowledge and experience, they still feel like the world's best kept secret. They're also frustrated and uncertain why what they're doing hasn't worked because other people are doing it and it's worked for them. And what's even more frustrating, and secret, this is a, often a secret frustration, uh, depending on how much of a conversation and how well I know someone before they disclose this to me, what's even really more frustrating is that other people with less experience than they have seem to be getting further ahead in their visibility and the influence that they're building in the industry so that these people with less experience are getting the keynote speaking and, you know, the clients and the recognition in the industry. And secretly they're thinking, how can that person achieve this when I've done so much more? So secretly they're frustrated about this too. So two of the greatest – so I know that because I've done research. This is what motivates them. So, of course, I speak into that in my message. Now, when it comes to two of the greatest objections with my ideal client is this. Tried everything, nothing's worked for me. And secondly, the market is so crowded, it's almost impossible to stand out. So when I think of one of my um, signature talks and 
topics that I share. It's how to go from invisible to influential trusted authority, the choice versus a choice with your dream client, even in a crowded marketplace. So I just address that. So someone said, well, this is not really relevant for me because I'm in a crowded marketplace. I've just addressed that, that challenge, that objection by saying the information that I'm going to share and that I can support you with is relevant and applicable even in a crowded marketplace. So as part of your research, over to you, this is your action step. Part of your research that you do about your dream clients, spend time looking out for what's their greatest motivator to a yes and what's their biggest objection to getting them to the, to the yes and ensure you weave them both into your message. You'll probably find the clients and the dream clients that you work with and that you want to work with, there's a similar area in both of those, the, the most common of each. You want to make sure that you weave those into your message as well. All right, we're at the end of the show. I am going to recap. How do you start to craft a unique and uncopyable message? You get clear on all of these six things. The first area in you is let the challenges you've overcome lead the way. Second, what were your accidental successes? Thirdly, who and what lights you up? And when it comes to your dream client, you want to get clear on what it is that really keeps them up at night. Ask. Don't assume anything. Ask. Look and listen out for the language they use so that you can weave that into the message and you can then resonate with them rather than using industry jargon and industry language. And lastly, what's their greatest motivator to yes and no. Hope that was helpful for you. Um, would love you to leave a comment. What is your biggest aha? If you haven't already rated the show, would love for you to do that. And if you know of anyone who might find this particular episode of benefit, would love you to share that. Now, here's a next step for you. How did you go with your journaling? Book in a 15 minute. It's a my authority audit today. We'll spend 15 minutes going through what you have and through some other things that you want to make sure you have in place so that you know how best to leverage this information as well as having a clear idea on what you need to focus on when it comes to your message and other things in your coaching business to help you go from invisible to influential trusted authority. The choice versus just a choice with your dream client. All you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash authority audit. That's annemariecross.com forward slash authority audit. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've Positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.